What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Cover Band Confidential Podcast, the podcast for cover band musicians and band leaders to learn some new tricks and be better than they were last week. Here in Atlanta, Georgia, this is Adam Johnson. And from Greensboro, North Carolina, I'm Dan Ray. Dan, how's it going? Oh, super good. Super good. You? Uh, It's been a bit of a rough week. Personal stuff. You know how that goes. Always with the personal stuff. You know, I don't don't know if we've discussed this previously, but my wife is in the band, uh, which can cause its own unique challenges, but also lots of good opportunities to spend time together. Um, But yeah, sometimes you take the personal stuff with you. Mm. It is what it is. We are human beings. We are not um, music creating machines. But yeah, other than that, things are things are moving along quite at a decent clip, as they say. Very good. So I was talking to Dan previously offline um, about the new Celine Dion song, which doesn't sound like it would fit here at all, but <laughs> it is for the Deadpool 2 soundtrack. And so, it is, just anything Deadpool will allow it, right? It's not just that. Like, first of all, the song is actually really good. Like it's a, like it's, it is almost Titanic level quality as far as like epic Celine Dion ballad. But the music video is just breathtaking in a strange and beautiful way. Uh, I cannot recommend watching it enough. All right. Uh, I will check it out. I I watched it like four times in a row. Like I could not, like it took, it took it. Yeah. It didn't even land until maybe the third one. Fair enough. I'll check it out. Sold. So yeah, um, this week we are not going to pick a topic because there are lots of things that we uh, we had kind of discussed offline that we thought would be fun to talk about. So this is a very special episode. Special, like short bus special. Yeah, um, yeah. And um, and we're going to be picking up on some threads from previous conversations that were left loose and need pulling. Absolutely. <laughs> so I got I got one for you. If you're ready to just jump in, let's go. Let's um, do it. Some weeks ago, you mentioned that your band wears sunglasses on stage, and you said something. I can't quite get it verbatim, but it was uh, you were very um, uh, you asserted that you felt strongly that bands should wear sunglasses on stage. I did say more about that. So I did say that having sunglasses uh, as a performer on stage has its benefits. The main ones that I attest to is that it, well, it's twofold. One, you as a performer, if you have any sort of anxiety, um, about performing, um, it kind of masks that, uh, both to the audience because they can't see your eyes, but also to the performer who can use them as kind of like a, a psychological barrier between you and the audience. So it gives you the opportunity to kind of, you know, play a different person or kind of perceive yourself differently because there is a literal barrier between what you are and what the audience sees. Um, Hmm. On the flip side, when shows aren't going great, um, I'm not a, I'm, I wear my emotions pretty plainly on my face. So if I'm bored or things aren't going well or something, you know, is, is going on on stage that I like, you know, no one really knows, but me, I tend to wear that and wearing sunglasses keeps me from having that carried across to the audience at times. Gotcha. Your thoughts. Okay. Well, 
Here's why I ask, um, you know, as, as we said on the last um, episode, our show weekend before last as a, it was a costume party and we, the whole, my whole band did a blues brothers thing. Yep. So I was wearing, um, fake Ray-Bans, right? <laughs> Amazon yeah. $8 Ray-Bans. Um, and as I put them on, I thought about you having said that. And I thought, you know, you know, just see how this is. And, um, I, I think I get what you are saying about if you're someone who takes comfort in, um, having some guard, mm-hmm. uh, to takes comfort in being able to, um, uh, put something on that's between, that's, you know, that like, like you said, uh, uh, some kind of psychological or, or, or emotional, um, protection between yep. you and the audience. Right. Um, I found a couple songs in that I couldn't see the audience and I just, I couldn't go on like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I get my stage energy entirely from audience connection. And sure. anytime I'm bored or <sighs> distracted or, or, you know, um, in some rabbit hole of things aren't going well and I'm in my head about it and I, you know, get all heavy on stage, mm-hmm. which I, I tend to do. Um, I, what pulls me out of that is getting connected out with the audience and with the sunglasses on. Um, I was a little concerned about not being able to see my instrument and that was not a problem. Yep. I could see the instrument fine. Uh, but, uh, and I could see the other people on stage fine, mm-hmm. but I, everyone off stage was a shadow. Mm-hmm. And, um, and they were dancing and partying and having a great time. And I felt like I couldn't be part of it cause I couldn't see what was, I couldn't see. I mean, I wanted to see their costumes. I wanted to see, you know, all of it. Sure. Um, and I, th- I think, I think I found that for, for me, sunglasses don't really work very well on stage. Gotcha. Um, I think, uh, so it was, I wanted to, I want to just follow up on that and see yeah. what your, um, um, what they provided for you, I guess, you know, in some ways and we've explored this before you and I are, um, fairly different performers, psychologically speaking. Yes. And, um, and, and so I think our listeners are going to fall into, um, you know, somewhere on that spectrum. I, it's funny that you say that because, um, two other things popped in my head while you were talking. One of them was the other thing I like about wearing sunglasses is that I can be looking at my guitar the entire time and no one knows. Mm. So it, it does provide the performance deal where it looks like I'm staring into the audience when in fact i'm concentrating way harder than i probably should be Mm -hmm. but i will say two things about this typically by the end of the night the sunglasses are put away because at some point you do kind of you want to either take them off or yeah it's hard to see or you're you know you want to kind of be a part of the energy Mm -hmm. and the other thing is... So you do find them distancing from an energy you want to be part of sometimes. Sure. Because yeah. you're absolutely right. It does... It, the reason why we would wear them to separate ourselves from the audience is if the audience isn't giving us what we need. So like, if you're playing like Cocktail Hour, um, it gives you the ability to kind of detach from the situation, but still appear engaged. Mm-hmm. But when you want to be engaged, it is difficult to do that. The reason why I say that is because on our last big corporate gig, um, actually I take that back on the, on the corporate gig we did the Wednesday before my very real Ray-Bans got left at the venue Mm. and disappeared. So I had no sunglasses. So on Friday, when we did our last big corporate gig, I did the show without any sunglasses and I enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. I found myself, making eye contact and 
engaging with the audience uh, in a way that I don't normally do. And it was enjoyable to do that. Great. So the thing that makes this episode special is that we're going to take all of the things that we say that we prefer and that we like, and we're going to say that we did the exact opposite <laughs> of them. And yep. you don't have to listen to anything we say anymore. That's right. On a related note, because of what you said about the way that you angle your microphone, I changed the way I set up my mic stand and I oh, started cool. standing differently. We're um, good. My hips are not as flexible as I thought they were. Because I'm doing the kind of Billy Joe Armstrong stance now where you're kind of, you know, spread out a little bit. But man, that mm -hmm. right hip, when it's flexed out like that all night long, it started to show its wear. I was like, oh, snap, I probably need to get back into yoga. Yeah. So, yeah, basically all the stuff that I say, I like to do it this way. I have completely abandoned. Nothing I say matters anymore. <laughs> well, you're experimenting with things. important to try on new stuff. Well, and that's part of the, the, the benefit of having this forum for everybody is that you can hear because if you and I thought about things exactly the same way, this podcast would be very one-sided and super boring. Right. right but right. what it actually is doing is it's providing a point and a counterpoint for the people who are listening and they can kind of choose their own adventure. Right. And I think that's great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I think we're aligned on the, the most important things, but yeah, um, but well, yeah, yeah it's, you and I share sure. the, the business marketing kind of big, big picture mindset. Right. But you know, there's so many different ways to get there. And, and also for anybody who's listening, um, our two ways aren't the best ways necessarily or mm -hmm. the only ways. So mm -hmm. by all means, you know, we're here as a, as a, as a voice to help you guys get, go further faster, but you might find, you know, you hear these two ideas and you go, man, those ideas suck. I'm going to do it this way <laughs> and probably figure something else out. Yeah, I would say the most important thing, if we could um, contribute something to listeners, it's it's a demonstration of our openness to trying on new stuff. Oh yeah, you know, and and, and our openness to each other's ideas, because um, because it's been valuable to me. Um, yeah, I think so, you know, experimenting with sunglasses was yeah. was uh, I, I wouldn't have tried that. <laughs> I think the, I think the Lincolns and members only are are both better bands due to the conversations that we have. Yeah, certainly for sure, certainly. So on a re on a related note of doing uh, trying new things, yes. uh, you have picked up a, a a new kind of gig, haven't you? I have, I have, I um um new um in the last. Well, lots of years. I've done it before in a casual way when I was a kid, but, um, but I've started doing some solo acoustic stuff and, um, it's interesting how it happened. So I have a friend, Big Dan, who runs Big Dan's Brew Shed, the homebrew shop in town here and, uh, is an amazing home brewer, like multi award winning, phenomenal brewer. Um, and the space next to his shop became available and he, he, his business plan hit his brain that, um, is, uh, reminiscent of, um, South Park. You know, the business model basically is step one, brew really good beer. Step two, question mark. Step three, profit. Love um, it. He's making quite literally the best beer in town, maybe the best beer in the region. Amazing, amazing stuff he's brewing and has done no marketing. And when you talk to the place with, you talk about anyone with the place, they're like, what is it? Never heard of it. Mm. Um, so he's the yeah. underpants gnomes of the local brew scene. He is. He is the, he's the beer gnome. 
he probably wouldn't like me calling him that, but probably not. I didn't say that. You said that. Yes, I did. Um, <laughs> so a friend, uh, a mutual friend told me that um, she'd had a conversation with him and his wife about how it was not going well and they were worried and um, sort of couldn't see much future for it. And she said, would you, you know, come do music there? Like I say, Hail Mary, save the place, come yeah. do music, right? And um, and I went in and talked to him about it, and and um, in that conversation, we determined he does not have ASCAP, BMI, CSEC licensing. None of that's set up, and he has no funds for it. Um, and I think that's when you reached out to me, just kind of asking my thoughts on the on the matter. Well, we talked about it, yeah. And and um, so here's what we've done: we've created a songwriter series that mm-hmm. is explicitly all original because it's way cheaper licensing wise, of course. And um, and I've taken on booking for it um in exchange for free beer when i come in to see the shows that i booked uh that's a solid plan you know he has more beer than money right now so i'll take payment how i can get it um and it's amazing beer yeah and and i'm supposed to be eating low carb so that's the only problem yeah it's not really working there but understood who cares it's amazing beer um we're now booked weekly wednesday nights seven to nine um through uh, well, into August. And the songwriter community in town and in the region here is very excited about it um, because it really has not been a place where singer-songwriter acoustic types could come have a steady gig and, and, and one, one, one that pays. I mean, I we worked hard to make it um, appealing for songwriters and supportive for musicians and also not an arm and a leg for the bar. So sure. what we're doing is it's a $60 fee. Mm-hmm. Plus a forty dollar tip guarantee. Got it. So hundred bucks. Hundred bucks. You're going to walk out with a hundred bucks, but the bar on a good night, if it goes right, is only going to have to pay sixty of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm shameless. I'll walk around with a tip jar and hustle tips for people. You know, I have no problem doing that. That's actually uh, you're you are totally the wrong person for that job. Can oh, I, I need a cute girl to do it. I really do. Uh, the, yeah. And, in college, um, I had a, a girlfriend who was also quite motivated. And I mean, I made a killing cause she would just go up to every table mm-hmm. and she was cute. And she'd be like, Hey, you want to pay this guy some money? Yeah. I want to support the musician. Absolutely, man. Yeah. Well, uh, last night was our first one and, um, who I had into play was the lead guy for Viva La Muerte, who we opened for the weekend yep. before. Um, and, uh, and we met the tip guarantee. I mean, I, I'm, I'm going to learn when is the right spot to hit the room. I figured second set, but mm-hmm. the room was a whole lot fuller in the first set, and I let a lot of people out the door without getting without hitting them up. But uh, but we hit the forty, actually beat the forty, um, and everybody was happy. Uh, uh, Big Dan told me it was probably double his average Wednesday night. That's great. So it's really good, and 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 even if it's just the songwriter community that comes in. Even that is a huge step up in business for him on a Wednesday night. So, well, and you're also being a champion for original music in your community, which is only going to you know provide dividends for you in the future. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, I mean, personally, in terms of you know my position in it, I'm happy to um, I'm happy to help the place. I'm happy to be um, providing my administrative skills, which is mostly what booking takes, um, and my marketing skills, and uh, and. Um, I don't, I don't know. Personally, I'm not all, um, uh, the singer songwriter genre is not really my bag. I'm a cover guy. Yep. Um, so it's a community that I, 
at best am tangential to, but, uh, but I'm glad to know them. They're great guys. They put on good shows and, um, uh, you know, just the more prominent we can make all that, the better. So, um, so all that is to say on Sunday, um, without, without announcing it or advertising it, cause I didn't want to attract any attention from the licensing agencies. Um, I went in and did a uh, hour and a half or so of covers, um, with the intention of experimenting with how much amplification you need in that space. And the answer is some, not a ton, but some. Mm -hmm. Um, so I played a couple things, just acoustic, just over the airwaves, like a caveman. And, um, the feedback from the four people at the bar was that they needed more from me. So I plugged into my PA, which I brought half of Mm -hmm. and, um, and turned it up just a hair and filled the room nicely. And, um, so I'm now able to advise my people about what they need to bring. Um, but it was really fun. It was really fun. It's the first time I've played solo anything in front of, you know, people other than my family in 20 years. Sweet. Probably. And I tried out some stuff that was, um, an experiment. I tried out, um, don't you worry about a thing, Stevie wonder, Mm -hmm. um, which is fun. Acoustic. Uh, I did, um, uh, Oh, a dance hall days. I mentioned Mm -hmm. last week. Uh, that's also fun acoustic. You, you know, you got to hold that shuffle down while hitting all of the, you know, the little riffy stuff that's mm-hmm. in it. Um, you had a blast, had a great time. Good. Uh, who, um, my, my wife and daughter came out and they cunningly surprised me. They told me they weren't coming and then they showed up, Hot. which is, you know, four year old, uh, you know, it's like four year old scheming. And, uh, and my kid just, she stood by me just beaming the whole mm-hmm. show. It was the cutest thing. And then she wanted to pack up. She's decided she's going to be my sound person. Mm-hmm. And she helped me pack up sort of. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know that. So, so yeah, it was really fun. It's a really good time. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, I started doing that too, oddly enough. Um, members has kind of a light May. So I just, I reached out to somebody and, now I'm like up to my eyeballs in acoustic gigs. Um, it's, it's funny. I got plugged into a, a, a Facebook group and I'm not sure if this is terribly uh, common, but um, in Atlanta, there was just, there was apparently a private group where uh, guys are looking for uh, people to fill acoustic dates. And it, I mean, you could go out there multiple times a week and you know, it's good money. So, good. um, and it, it, again, it kind of flexes a different set of muscles and, um, yeah, definitely enjoy it. Yeah. Holding down the whole groove is, uh, <laughs> is, is something. My son just came in and brought me a warm chocolate chip cookie. Ah. That was, that was adorable. That was wonderful. It's good. It's gluten free too. Well, can't have everything. Actually, it's not that bad. All right. Well, fair enough. And we'll leave that in. Fair enough. All right. Of course, sure. <laughs> um, uh, here's another. Here's another thing that is um, uh, news that is a um, denial of a previous position I've taken. Do it. So our first collaboration ever, Adam, was a guest blog I wrote on your blog about why you should never take a uh, free gig. That's right. It's a. It, it's a great article. It was good. It was good. I will tell you. You gave me a word count that was hard to hit. My first. My first draft was about six times too long and then, <laughs> <laughs> but I got it done. And, um, the, uh, article was mostly aimed at starting up bands, you know, the people who are, um, t- 
taking a, a tiny gig on the promise of exposure, that kind of thing. Yeah. The open um, micers and that kind of thing. Yeah. And I did mention that there are exceptions and the, my band plays free sometimes in the right condition. So it's not, it's not like I'm completely reversing myself, but, um, this week we booked, uh, three dates to play an hour's worth of music before the, the, um, the baseball game starts at the Winston Salem dash, which is the minor league baseball team in Winston. It's a, yeah. um, you know, the, the, the stadium there seats 8,000, I think. Wow. And we're going to be on a stage that is on the, uh, left field concourse and sort of right at one of the entry gates and right near one of the bars. And, um, and I think as I understand it, we're going to be on the house PA too. So, um, and there's no pay for that, but the announcer will read anything we want him to read before we oh, start. Man, you need to put that guy through the ringer. I'm saying, I'm yeah, yes. <laughs> I make a tongue twister or something. No, um, I mean, just make him say like just ridiculous things. Well, you know, we have our tagline, the, the modified Gettysburg address. Um, that's probably where I'll start, but I don't know. I may make him say a tongue twister just for fun. Or just tell uh, it, like, just make up awards that you've won. Oh. You know, yeah. four time back scratching champions or. I was going to say back flipping, but that's, yes, I don't. We, <laughs> I like it. I four like times by most generous lover award. Uh, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Most, most, uh, most talented macrame artist. So, um, so there's that. It is an unpaid gig. Uh, but they're totally good with us promoting ourselves and selling merch and um, the volume of humanity that'll be walking past us and hopefully hanging out to party with us. Some is um, in our view, well worth um, what that's going to take to do and not get paid for. It's, yeah. it's, it's just an hour. Um, I'm a little unclear about the technical requirements of it, whether we would bring our own mixer and give them a line or, or mm-hmm. what exactly, but uh, that'll all get worked out soon. But so I just wanted to note um, when an opportunity like that comes along and it's unpaid, you kind of have to weigh the marketing opportunity of it versus the, well, but I never take unpaid gigs right. um, stand that you should, you should have, you should have that stand. Um, we came down on saying yes to it and, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I think it's going to be, uh, it does come with free tickets and concessions for band members and families. So, yeah, you I can, can get it, make I a could, day of it. I could look and I can put away some hot dogs. Yeah. So yeah, no, they're totally getting screwed on this one there. Yeah. 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 So anyway, just wanted to share that too. Cause that's kind of a cool opportunity that just dropped in our lap. I asked the woman who emailed me how she found us and she did not respond to that question. So I'm curious. Very I will, curious. Yeah. That is a good question to ask. Anytime you get any sort of inquiry, um, that is like boilerplate. The first thing we, we send back from people is um, thank you so much for your interest in the group. How did you find us? Because uh, yeah. it's, it's just good to know. You know, it could be word of mouth. Could be you know, just you showed up on a Google search. Your SEO was you know locked in in, in a good place. But it is good information. We don't always get that information back, but it, it it's always uh, a good one to ask. Mm-hmm. Speaking of things like that, since we're talking about kind of booking and following up and that kind of stuff. Um, one thing that is currently working for us, and I can't believe I'm telling you this because it's been working, um, mm. is that we have a, do you have an inquiry, like a contact us section of your website? 
Yes. Perfect. So um, what we have done is I have flipped the, um, the email address and the phone number field, and I have made the phone number required. Hmm. Good. And what we have, we've done that because just anecdotally, we have found that when bands call the client, um, they're much more receptive to what you're doing Mm -hmm. because it's so easy to just send off an email or just, you know, quote them a show and not make a connection. Right. But if you can make a personal connection and you can find common ground um, and you can sell yourself like, you know, this is how much we cost and I feel like we're worth it because X, Y, Z and we'll do this Mm -hmm. and we'll do that. Oh, and tell me, tell me about the kind of music you love. Tell me, what would you love to hear us play? What kind of, what do yeah. you picture, what do you picture your, your first dance to? Absolutely. All of that yeah. stuff you can do. And I mean, it's basically, you, you've got to have an elevator pitch. And if you don't have one for your band, you should get one. You should come up with one. Um, it's sales 101. You just have to be able to go out there and just convince people that you are the band that they want because they can get another band, but it won't be your band and they'll be missing out of whatever it is that you guys provide. That's unique to you guys, you know, totally, totally. And it is really about the connection. I, you know, when I respond to something on, um, boy, it's probably a whole separate episode about, um, gig salad and gig masters and thumbtack and all the, <laughs> all those, um, you do a lot of thumbtack to- pitches. I'm not doing those much anymore. Oh, I'm doing them like crazy. Although, um, it's expensive. It's expensive. That, yeah, Their the credit score is hard. Thing is just yeah. kind of. It's hard. Yeah. It's hard. But when I do them, when I well, wherever I do them, I write a whole thing, and I, you know, hi, this is Dan from the Clanky Lincoln's. Really excited to have gotten your inquiry. We'd love to play. You know, I, I write a whole thing, yeah. and I don't know if they read it, but um, but it's certainly better than like oh, two thousand dollars, boom. Yeah. Um, you at least have a chance of connecting with a person over there and having some kind of response. That's. Um, you know, a connection back. We've actually, you know, I know a lot of people discuss gig masters and, and whether it's worth it or not. Um, we have, d- we've had memberships for the past couple of years, but this year we've gotten two pretty solid dates and we've pulled in some solid money. It has paid for itself and we have gotten amazing reviews. Um, so it's probably going to be something that we will continue to utilize, even though I can totally understand why some people don't. Yeah. Yeah, we've had two off gig salad, one of which was uh, the most expensive gig we've ever booked, and one off Thumbtack that we will talk about when we have our gigs from heck episode. Oh, no. Because um, it's really easy to miss the boat and mis- mismatch your um, what you are providing with the client's expectations. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's an easy thing to do. And, Absolutely. Uh, so gigs from heck will cover an instance of that. Um, we're still looking for gigs from hex stories. You guys should email us at coverbandconfidential at gmail.com. Uh, we'd love to hear those. Um, on a related note, I did hear from our friend who, um, who reached out to us about the, um, about the last discussion that we had. Good. And did you a, get his last name? Pronunciation? I, did, I did get his last. I'm actually, I'm looking it up right now. Um, okay. cause it is, it is, uh, I did totally butcher it, but he it was, was Chris, super right? gracious and uh, and very generous about the whole situation. I'm just trying to see if I can look it up right now. So big thanks to Chris Domang. That is how you pronounce it. <laughs> Domang. Oh, 
Thanks, Chris Domingue. Thanks, Chris. Um, he actually did reach out after uh, he heard the the uh, the episode, and he was very very thrilled to uh, to be uh, a contributor to the to the podcast. Um, he did mention that he'd love to hear about tracks. I think more from a technical side. Uh-huh. And again, I'm still in the process of. Sorry, I just burped. I'm still in the process <laughs> of coming up with the um, with a YouTube channel, and that might include some video content uh, around yeah you know, technical setups like our PA and our in ears and um, and setting up a tr- uh, setting up tracks and that kind of thing. So that's that's definitely on the horizon. Uh, it's just been a busy period of time. Um, our next big thing, at least for the for the band to try something new is we're doing our eighties, nineties dance party, the fanny pack Friday event. Um, and we're in the process of kind of whittling down our song selection. Cool. Anything fun from the nineties you're picking? Oh yeah. So here's, here's another thing that I think I've brought it up in previous, uh, episodes. And if I haven't, this is just something that I, I like to do. Um, we talked in the previous episode, how I'm just, I'm a data guy. Um, and I really enjoy, you know, compiling information and kind of organizing and resorting and processing and all of that stuff. So, um, what I did was, is I went through a list of, I went through a bunch of nineties bands. I took all of their song lists and I compiled kind of like a master list of, you know, all of the ones that I thought would be relevant. I then took those songs and I put them into survey monkey, which is a, uh, a free service that lets you create online surveys and send them to people and, um, you know, you can then analyze the data that you get back. Once I compiled all of that information, I sent it out to what I believe to be my target demographic for this upcoming event, which is basically single girls in their late twenties, early thirties. Uh, and I said, Hey, you being uh, a child of the nineties, I would love to, uh, I would love your input to see, you know, what songs would you love to hear a band cover to help kind of relive your high school days? And I may have sent it out to, I don't know, 20, 30 people. And I got probably 80% of those to respond. And it's good. It's good information. Sure. Yeah, no, they, they love, they love doing that. They love doing that. These are just personal friends of yours or personal friends. Yeah. Just people kind of in my social circle or, um, fans of the band, um, that, we, you know, we've been in contact with, um, more than just Hey, I came to your show. I like it. You know, people who kind of are invested in, you know, what we do. Um, and they're, you know, they're willing to help. And that's, you know, that's free market research. It didn't cost me anything, but the time it took to put it together. Um, and then from there, so I, I, you know, the list that I got was a lot different than I was expecting. So there's going to be some stuff that we will probably put in that I wasn't planning on doing. Uh, I've now, you know, thrown it to the, I punted the, I've punted it to the band and they mm-hmm. can kind of choose the songs that, you know, Oh, I, I really don't want to do this song, but it, you know, it gives us a really great jumping off point. Cool. So yeah, pretty good. I'm going to have to, um, let's not do it now. Okay. I think it's worthy of a worthy of an episode of its own, but I want to pick your brains about, um, in ears at some point. Yes. Cause I'm, um, well, I just have questions. Oh, I mean, and it, it is, it is one of those things that does require a lot of thought because it's a, it's a pretty hefty upfront investment. Um, but in my opinion, it is, uh, it is well worth the investment. And, yeah. um, I have, uh, I have reasons why I think they wouldn't work for me and I just want to mm-hmm. run those by you and have you sure. tell me that that's nonsense. And so we'll save that for another time, but, sure. um, uh, but just let's register that as a topic for later. 
Well, speaking of, um, of hearing issues and that kind of thing, um, I went and saw the darkness last Saturday. Mm, yeah. So we played at the Ritz on Friday night in, uh, which is now a, it's called a different hotel now, but it, it's basically a Ritz Carlton. Um, we played there Friday night for a fancy pants gala and we stayed there, um, uh, my wife and I, and then we stayed there the next night just, just cause, cause they gave us a good rate. And, uh, we went and saw the darkness in Atlanta and I had seen them. 14 years ago, right after permission to land came out in Nashville, um, at basically the, the arena there. And it was in like a a smaller 600 cap room and it was just incredible. We had such a good time. And when we got there, I ran into our sound guy who I didn't know was going. So we kind of sat, we, we stood, we stood by them and kind of, it was, it was, it was a whole thing. It was, it was a blast. And those guys are just unbelievably good. Justin Hawkins is a force of nature. If uh, if you haven't heard their new record, you should definitely check it out. And you should check out all of their records because they're hilarious and fun and just slamming rock and roll. Cool. It's fun when you run into people out there. You know, it's a small world. Um, when um, Roger Waters was in town here a few months ago, mm-hmm. and I I went and um, I knew that Justin, my co-frontman, was going to be there. And what I didn't realize, but understood when I started getting pictures texted to me was that my drummer, Tony was also there. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> we kind of triangulated where we each were in the auditorium sort of or a stadium kind of waving at each other. Um, yeah, we, that happened to us, uh, when Garth Brooks came to town, I wasn't planning on going, but I have a friend in radio who's like, Hey, I got a couple tickets. So we went and, uh, our drummer was literally like four sections down. So we, we, uh, had a beer, uh, nice. during Garth's set. Uh, the other thing that was happening that night and I, the reason why I probably didn't run into more people was that it, the exact same night across town, Foo Fighters and the Struts were playing at, wow. uh, Georgia state stadium. So it was like 40,000 wow. people. Wow. And yeah, I'd have gone to that first, I think before Garth, you know, I feel the same way, but there was something about going to see the darkness. First of all, I bought tickets way before the Foo Fighters show was announced. And by the time I went to go look at it, the darkness show was already sold out. So I didn't want to get rid of them. Um, Oh, oh Foo Fighters are up against the darkness. I got, I, I understood you to be saying that they were up against Garth. No, 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 no. It was Foo Fighters versus the darkness. Um, gotcha. The only catch was that we really do love the struts and we would have loved to see them. But my hope is, um, is that Foo Fighters are probably going to come back through town. And this, this is the third time the Struts have played in Atlanta, I think, in the past six months. So mm. my thoughts are they would be back. But I haven't seen, like I said, I haven't seen The Darkness in a very long time. And it, it just, it hit all the markers. It was, uh, cool. it was, a, it was a great show. Cool. If, they're, if they're rolling through your town and it's not sold out, you should go and see them because it was a blast. Okay. We get, for, for a town the size of Greensboro, which is about... Um, quarter of a million. Mm-hmm. We get a lot of good shows here because we're central. Yeah, we're the same distance from Charlotte and Raleigh. So if somebody's going to drop a single show into North Carolina, it's going to be in Greensboro. Yeah, it's kind of like you're 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 like a routing date. Yeah, well, kind of. I mean, but we we're also within two hours of three major metros. Sure. So it's 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 a real date. I mean, we had um, well, Roger Waters and. Mm-hmm. One, one example that comes to mind of somebody who that 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 was his North Carolina date. He That's cool. Do, he didn't also do Charlotte. Um. So, yeah, yeah, it's good. And that all happens at the the Coliseum, which is about 
mile and a half from my house. So I can stumble home if I need to. That's cool. There's a, yeah. there's an amphitheater that they put up right by our, our place. And on good nights, if the wind's hitting the right way, you can, you can hear what's going on. Fun. I remember sitting out on my porch and, and, uh, listening to Tom Petty a couple of years back. That was cool. Nice. Nice. Rest in peace, Tom. Yeah. Good yes. stuff. So I think that the, the, the takeaway from this episode is, um, make your own opinion, then try somebody else's and see if it works and go support original music. Yep. I think those are both things that, uh, everybody in the cover band community should be doing and, uh, will benefit from. Cause if it wasn't for singer songwriters, we'd have nothing to play. It's true. I got one last story with a lesson. Give it to me. Uh, last Saturday we played a new bar for us called, um, the village square tap house mm-hmm. and it's owned by the same dude who owns tailgaters where we're on regular. Yep. Um, Brian, and he loved us last time he heard us. At the tailgaters just raved about us. And, um, so, uh, I wanted the point of this is I want to share the, how smooth you can be in schmoozing an owner. Because somewhere toward the end of our first set, I saw him come in and I saw him sit at the bar. So uh, we took a break and I went over to him and, you know, clapped him on the shoulder and said, Brian, oh man, it's so good. It's so great to see you. And he's like, oh, dude, great music, man. This sounds really good. And I said, does it? Is the mix okay? How's, how's everything sound out here? You got enough vocals? And he said, well, I could use a little more vocals. I said, a little more vocals, buddy. You got it. And, uh, and I went back and I didn't change the mix a bit, right? Because the mix was <laughs> spot on. But... Um, you know, I let, I let him have that contribution to us. I let him, you know, have, have you know, uh, I had his opinion be right, you know, and, yeah. um, it's just, a, 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 a whenever you see the owner of the place, you just want to, you just want to make good friends with him. He hit me on Facebook the next day to rebook. So now we're on regular at both of his places. Perfect. And, um, you know, a lot of people feel salesman-y or awkward or sell-out-y, cheap or something when they do that kind of thing. But it really is, um, it's just part of the, it's just part of the game. You know, my dad and I, when we, when I was a kid, I'd go into the bank or something. My dad and I would play a game about, um, how fast we could make the teller laugh. Mm-hmm. And That's I really got trained. Game. It's a great game. Like, you know, the teller's having tough, like a tough day. Like, how can I make this person happy just for a minute? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, if you can kind of live like o- over there in their concerns and paying attention to what they're paying attention to and putting yourself um, in alignment with what matters to them, uh, you'll just find that comes back to you. And, it does. Um, you know, you, you don't have to feel awkward about it. It's, it's once you start doing it, it's really natural. Well, personal connection, again, it's, it's kind of the central theme to this episode as it were. Yeah, um, there you go. and, and it can benefit you in other ways. Uh, when I was, uh, I was flying back from, uh, from London and we checked in at Heathrow and, you know, just going through the line of people, I walked up to the front desk as we were checking our luggage and I knew for a fact it was overweight. Uh, cause we, you know, we brought a bunch of stuff back and she's, you know, the, the front desk lady's kind of doing her thing. And I just said, how are you doing today? And I hmm. don't think anybody had asked her that in probably a month. Right. And just, you know, and she like immediately the, her whole temperament changed and we had just a quick conversation. It wasn't anything, you know, of huge impact, but, um, my luggage got on that plane and I did not get charged. <laughs> so right. it is worth you know, having those things. And I'm not a, I'm not a very good, I'm not very good at interpersonal, 
you know, relationships and that kind of stuff. But I do go out of my way to make sure that the people that uh, sign my checks know that I am appreciative of what they provide. And um, it definitely pays off. Yep. Dude. I think we crushed, we crushed another episode. We did yet another episode. Was this number seven? Yep. Double O seven. Double O seven. Lucky number. Yep. Sweet. All right, guys. Thank you so much for continuing to, uh, to tune in. Uh, please join the Facebook group. Uh, follow us on Twitter at coverbandconf. Because <laughs> it's too long. We'll have to throw um, a conference someday. Then it'll make right, sense. Right. Exactly. Oh, man. We should... We should totally we should, do that. We should totally do that. Email us at coverbandconfidential at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. And um, we'll continue to keep putting these things out and, um, you know, support you guys and, you know, help you go further faster, like we said. So thank you all again for tuning in. From Atlanta, Georgia, this is Adam Johnson. From Greensboro, North Carolina, I'm Dan Wright. And this has been the Coverband Confidential Podcast. Have a good week.